Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. And how did you learn to do that? Well, I had to teach myself. What do you think? I am impressed. Thank you. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And today is going to be a wisdom skills training where we talk about how to teach yourself almost anything. I'll see you on the flip. All right, let's get into it. Today is a wisdom skills training where we're going to be talking really quickly because we are here 30 minutes at the most so that you can get your day going and get your wisdom smack. So we're going to be talking about how to learn just about anything. And the reason why I say just about anything is because I want to preface this that this is not telling you how to go and learn something when you know you need to go to school and you need to find someone uh, who is is skilled in it. So this is when you're in a pinch, you need to learn it and you need to get it done. Or when you can't seem to find how anybody else has ever done something before. Okay, so let's just start with some of the the basic things that you can use. And these are things I use all the time to go and discover things that I'm looking for specifically that, like I said, you can't find on your own. All right. So and a lot of it is very contemporary and it is easy. So it's not going to be where you have to go and pay anybody any um, entrance fees to anything or buy any books. Okay. So this is what we're going to be talking about. Let me break it down for you. Just real easy. We're going to be talking about starting with the crowd, using the wisdom of the crowd. And then we're going to be talking about how to do your research, how to break down the objective by developing your personal curriculum. Then we'll be talking about any tools you need, how to figure out what that is. Then the process from not knowing it to knowing it. And then uh, we'll finish up with how to finish. All right. So that's the breakdown of what we have today. So let's get to it. First of all, Wisdom of the crowd is important. Now, I know I have bashed the crowd in a lot of different podcasts talking about crowd think, group think, herd mentality, and all of that. But there is a wisdom of the crowd that does exist. And uh, it has been documented that when you want to know something and you poll a lot of people, the crowd usually gets within a close proximity to a fairly right answer, whether it's guessing on something that is uh, quantitatively definitive or on something that is qualitatively opinionated, uh, provided the crowd is not all 
answering at the same time, you know, meaning that they're not all being swayed by one one group of thinking or not. Okay, so there is that. And the way I found the way to do this is to start with online uh, congregations uh, that know a lot of information about a lot of things. And some here are my uh, three top favorites. Okay, and they're all free. And uh, two of them, you need, well, one of them, you need to sign up to actually see anything. And two of them, you don't, but it would behoove you'd probably go on and sign up for them. Okay. So one of them is going to be Cura. And I always have a hard time saying that. So I'm going to spell it Q-U-O-R-A, Cura.com. And that's a place where a lot of people ask questions and then people answer them and upvote them for what they think is going to be the best answer. And you can get some really detailed information that comes from experts where if you hadn't asked it in that open forum and they weren't willing to answer, you would have had to pay for it. So it's a lot of good information on there. And like I said before, you have to have a um, um, an account to actually get in there and see stuff. And especially if you want to ask a question. Okay, so there's that one. And then the other two. Now, one of them, I used to be afraid of it and I kind of still kind of lurk. But it is it is really, really good at getting the wisdom of the crowd. And that one is going to be good old fashioned Reddit. Yes, those subreddits are good. And what I normally do, because there's so many subreddits around, instead of going into Reddit, I just go to Google and I put in whatever the topic is that I want to know more about. And then I uh, put the plus sign and Reddit. And if I want to just get subreddits, I might do sites, S-I-T-E-S colon. And then whatever the topic is, plus Reddit, and it'll usually bring back a lot of different responses on these particular subreddits. And to me, that's an effective way of surfing Reddit without going to Reddit and getting lost in all of the different temptations that they give you when you go in and do the search that way. And so I'm able to just click on it, go directly to whatever it is to check it out to see if it's what I want. And by how people upvote, downvote, even if it's an archived question, you can find a lot of good information. I'm telling you, you guys, just just, just do it. And But put a timer on yourself. If you know that you only want to spend 30 minutes researching something, stick to that 30 minutes because you'll look around and it'll be two hours and you're still stuck on one site. And here is another one that I really like. And it is not as on the nose for being able to answer questions, but it will give you some ideas around your particular question if you are able to whittle down um, the proc in the you know get in the ballpark of what you would need uh, to do. And I'm going to tell you now that it is a site. It's called Ranker R A N K E R dot com. And it is a site where people can post uh, listicles or list and they'll ask others to rank or vote on what they think is the best this or the top book you've ever read or any of that kind of stuff. And they have it divided into categories like entertainment and culture. A lot of times you'll find what you're looking for is going to be in in the in these three entertainment well, four: entertainment, sports, lifestyle and culture. 
and go in there. Um, do the same thing with the Google trick that I just talked about so that you don't get lost in there as well because they have some pretty cool things and you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's like browser's paradise. And so those are the three that I usually like to start with, Quora, Reddit, and Ranker. Okay, so once you once you do that, you can, of course, hit my all time favorite. And that is go and check YouTube and see if anyone is talking about it. Anybody has a tutorial or anything like that. And the reason why I tell you to go to these sites before I send you to YouTube is because by going to these sites, you'll start to get the boundaries or even a perimeter around the subject so that it becomes more manageable and, you know, a little bit more of what you don't know. And so that's the hierarchy I like to start with. I hit those sites first, then I go to YouTube and check some things out. And of course, just by putting in what you're searching for on Google is going to give you more insights on what other people are doing. So like it, Google is now to the point where they don't really want you to necessarily leave the search bar. And so they're making it even more robust. Now, that's not good news for a lot of us out there that need people to come to our sites. But if you are looking for something and you need a quick little answer or you're trying to just get some major points of what a subject is, a lot of times you don't even have to leave the Google search engine page results because they're going to either have like a definition and then they're going to have these top questions that other people are asking. And that is another goal mine of being able to put perimeters around what you're looking at and maybe helping you to ask, what are some of the questions I need to be asking if I'm trying to learn this? And here's another one. With going down through those, what you'll notice is, is as you continue to click, the questions that populate under it are dynamic and changing according to the ones you pick and, and choose. And so there's that. Now, I will say this. If you are like me, who does a lot of research and has to learn things for books that I write, you may want to consider doing this in, in your incognito so that you can not be tainted by previous searches for other stuff. So there's, you know, there's that as well. So let me recap what we've already talked about first. So the first thing is, is go and consult the wisdom of the crowd and learn how to search where they congregate and where they're going to freely give out information. And my top three, this is not exhaustive, you guys, is going to be Cura. Reddit and Ranker, and these are dot coms. And then go to YouTube and then finish it out by having your refined search, uh, doing it in, in Google and seeing what Google has to say as well. All right. So once you've done that, of course, take your notes. That's that's a given. Take your notes of the things that stick out for you and the things that you seem to be interested in and the things that you see that are common or recurring of uh, what the subject contains or what the task is or whatever. And then you're going to start to next develop your personal curriculum of how you're going to go about teaching yourself this. So the next uh, focus that you're going to have is to identify the skeleton, the spine, and the foundation of the uh, subject. And so when I talk about the skeleton, that's the foundational part. That is, 
If you don't have this, then you don't understand this subject. You don't understand this skill. You don't understand whatever it is you're trying to crack. You don't understand. And now is not the time to try to be clever and find a a cool, unique angle on it. Instead, you want to understand what Joe Q Public would need to know about whatever it is you're trying to learn. And that is what is really as close as you can get to what are the facts and what are the truths. Um, of the situation that you're trying to research or learn, all right? Because once you can identify the skeleton, then you're going to move to the spine. And the spine, when I'm looking for uh, things and trying to understand, so say, for instance, you're trying to figure out how to fix uh, your toilet and, uh, you know, your toilet is rocking and it's doing stuff and you know nothing about plumbing. When you go and you go to these places, Cora, Reddit, Ranker, uh, and and I, like I said, Ranker sometimes is not going to have the information that you're looking for, um, but it's just nice, to, I think, to get in the habit to see if they do have, have things that touch on these kinds of things. But then you'll go to YouTube and you'll go to um, Google and you'll start to understand, oh, I need this thing called a flange. I need this. I need a bolt. I need, you know, and, and you'll start to get a feel for the parameters of what you need to possibly fix this thing, okay? And that's how you start inking out what's going to be part of your curriculum um, of what you're going to teach yourself. So after you've done the spine, I mean, after you've done this skeleton, the spine, like I said before, the spine is the tentacles outward that start to build and put bone, I mean, flesh on the bones, if you will. It's that information that's going to give you a well-roundedness to your understanding of something. It's going to be things like uh, what to do in this situation or how to handle this. Think of it kind of as frequently asked questions, um, different troubleshooting, uh, what to have uh, scenarios, what to do when, those are going to be some of those things that naturally occur in the spine area of what you're trying to learn. And like I said, you want to not ignore this because if you're going to start something eventually, you're going to run into some issues because that's just the nature of things. And it's best now to get as much of a well-roundedness of uh, what you're trying to do uh, from the start. Now, are you going to be able to get it all correct on the first try? Nope, you sure are not. But what you will do is you will have a firm foundational understanding of what it is you're doing. Okay. And then after you get the skeleton in the spine, then you want to look for any kind of opposing views or schools of thought within whatever it is you're trying to research. Now, I will tell you this. I have been um, in my my relax, wind down, stop thinking about so much stuff time. I have become enamored with people who are building their own homes for the first time, who are not builders, don't know what they're doing. And so I have been watching them on YouTube and I've started to see the theme of how to teach yourself anything comes about. And that's another reason why I'm showing it, I'm sharing it with you. Because 
What I am seeing is that these people are doing the same thing. They are first seeking out the wisdom of the crowd by going in and looking at these places. And if there are specific forums that they need, then they're moving to YouTube and Google. And then the next thing is, is they're trying to figure out what is the foundation that everything is built upon once they make decisions of uh, what kind of building they want, what kind of tools they're going to use, uh, what is the budget and the cost. See, those are the starting to spine um, out. Then they're, you know, looking at different ways based on their situations, whether it be budget, labor, uh, land, opportunities, whatever it is. And it kind of just fits in this model. And I was like, huh, okay. And so this is the big thing that I have been seeing with people who have been building their own homes and watching them on YouTube and checking them out in different little nooks and crannies online. And that is to learn the opposing views, sides, and schools of thought. Because you've got sides here that are like tiny house. Some people are like container homes, shed homes, homestead, uh, earth ships, all of these different schools of thoughts for sustainability. And and like I said before, it's it can be varied. And so you've got people who just want to build their own home. They're not trying to save the earth. They don't care about that. They just want to have good, sturdy shelter that's affordable where they don't have a large mortgage. There are then some people, they just want to have as little of a um, omissions, foot carbon emissions footprint as possible. And so just by getting a feel for all of the different opposing opinions, these people have started to understand how whatever they're doing, they're able to understand who's behind the advice and the opinion and how it might be, and I don't want to say tainted, but how it might be skewed depending on what school they're in. And so that is another thing that we want to make sure of, that you learn what are the factions? What are the teams? <laughs> uh, what are the schools out there in your particular area? Um, for people who are trying to figure out how to add additional supplemented education for their kids in their formative years, honey, there are lots of schools of thought. There's Montessori. There's, I mean, there's so many different ways to approach um, the child, whether you're trying to be didactic and logical or you're trying to be creative and all of these different things. And so it behooves you when you're trying to teach yourself something to not skip that point. And so then now I've talked about this so much that you guys, if you've listened to, if you follow this podcast, uh, I've talked about the skills that I learned from this book called How to Read Literature Like a Professor and how the professor talks about whenever good professors of literature uh, approach anything, they're always using three things to compartmentalize, chunk down, and make sense of what they're reading. They're looking for patterns. Have I seen this before? They're jogging their memory, meaning that the memory database has got to be large, meaning they have to be well-read. They have to be continuously putting new inputs in and not just resting on their laurels of things so that they can create more patterns. And then they're also looking for archetypes and symbols. 
tools so that they can see if this is code for something else. And that's the same thing when you're trying to learn something. Are there any memories, patterns, or symbols from what you already know that you can use to make the connection and make the learning easier? Because if you are able to synergize what you what you know, what, what you're trying to know, it makes it easier. You'll find yourself saying to yourself, it's sort of like, or it's kind of like. And, that, and that's when you know it's starting to work and your brain is learning and, and inputting and stamping on it the different things. Uh, templates that it already has in its archive to help you better assimilate and associate the new information. So don't leave that out. And then we come to brain dumping. Yep. Brain dump everything that you know, or you think you know at this time, because if you don't, you're going to get in confusion. And I'm really bad about this. I'll do all my research. I'll even make my notes, but then I won't turn around and brain dump. I'll try to skip that that and immediately start trying to organize it. And I'm all over the place because I'll think I have it organized and then something will pop up like, oh yeah, I wanted to put that in there. And if I had just gone and brain dumped everything I had up until that point, I would have had it out of my mind, on my page, on my paper, and I would have been able to include it and be more efficient in how I'm developing this curriculum and not waste so much darn time. So I'm trying to tell y'all, you know, don't forget the brain dump uh, stage because after that, you're going to move into organizing and putting stuff in an order. And that's called the chunking down process. And what I normally tell you, uh, when you're trying to learn something, work in sets of three, six, I I know I want to say nine, but no more than 10 is what I'm going to say. So uh, threes, I usually think of as a beginning, a middle, and an end. Sixes, I usually look at movements. Uh, The first movement of two is uh, your introduction. Second movement of two is going to be the uh, main part of it. And the third movement is going to be the add-ons or the advanced. And then when you get into anything past that, whether it be eight, nine, or 10, that's going to give you that full roundedness where now you're tweaking and polishing and, and, um, uh, becoming very proficient in what it is that you're trying to learn, okay? And you can call them modules, you can call them chunks, parts, whatever, but they do help you to get organized so that it is approachable and actionable, okay? Now, I know I'm giving y'all a lot, but hey, I told you, we are trying to get through this in a little bit of time on how to start teaching yourself anything. So, Let me recap real quick because we're going to be finishing this up. And that is the first thing is, is when you want to teach yourself anything, go and consult the crowd, use the wisdom, check out Quora, Reddit, uh, Ranker, YouTube, uh, your search engines, and then start developing your personal curriculum by identifying the skeleton and the spine of the subject. Uh, Learn uh, to spot any opposing ideas or schools of thought or teams and ways that they approach what it is you're trying to learn. And if you can, check out the pros and cons for for each. Then you want to make connections with your own memory patterns and symbols or archetypes so that you can make it more effective in having a template that you already know for how you approach learning this new thing. 
And once you've done that, don't forget to brain dump. Brain dump everything that you have gathered, write it all out, get it all out of your head so that you will be better prepared to organize. And that's going to be the next thing. Organize by chunking things down. I usually do it in modules or parts. And I usually think of it as parts being three, six, or somewhere between six and 10, but no more than 10 things or 10 steps, if you will, of how you're going to learn something. And then after that, It comes time for now that you've chunked things down, you need to develop your process or your process process and or procedure. This is one of the big things that will help you to not get confused or turned around when you're trying to take a theory and turn it into application. When you're thinking about a process, you are thinking about steps. I do this, then I do that, and then I do this. When you're talking about procedure, procedure, now this is my opinion, procedure contains process, but it also allows for other moving parts, whether it be situation, circumstances, or who's doing it, or the like. And so think about an owner's manual or either a SOP, Standard Operating Procedures Manual. And in that procedures manual, you'll find a lot of processes. That's how I usually can keep that in my mind. And your processes and procedures are your own. Whatever you need to do to learn it, that's on you. And believe it or not, trust yourself because If you think of what was something I've successfully learned in the past, a lot of times you had a procedure and a process at work. Go back, think of how you learn best and do it. For some people, your process and or procedure is going to be hands-on. For others, you're going to need to go through an entire learning stage and then start back at the beginning and do it. You know, because sometimes you need it to percolate a little bit and it's hard for you to make a move when you don't know what the next step is going to be. But it is based on you individually. But work on your, your procedures and your process. If you can't do it all, figure out your process first. I do this, then I do that, then I do that, okay? After you've done your processes and procedures by this time, if applicable, you'll know if you need any types of tools or kits, starter kits, or even additional skills. And if you do, it's time to gather them. Now, I'm going to say this. The wisdom of the crowd is really good at helping you to understand what is your starter tool kit and what is something for someone who is versed in this. And they differ for a lot of reasons because as you become more proficient in whatever it is you're trying to learn or do, the tools for the person who is proficient a lot of times don't work for the beginner. Think about Photoshop where Microsoft Paint might be the best thing for you to start with or Sumo Paint online or something or Canva might be a better place for you to start if you're trying to teach yourself how to how to draw or do graphic uh, design or those types of things. And so understand the necessary starter tools, not necessarily the tools of the trade, but the starter tools and and get those so that you'll be able to have a better chance of making them successful. And then this one, (laughs) this one seems like it is a duh, but I'm going to say it anyway. Schedule a time to learn and practice. You have to schedule a time to learn and practice or all you'll have is just sophomoric surface knowledge that is nice to know, but it becomes trivial. 
where there's no application or experience behind it, okay? And once you have scheduled your time to to learn and practice, I want you to be prepared for the four stages of learning a skill. Josh Kaufman, in his book, The First 20 Hours, How to Learn Anything Fast, he talks about these four skills. And I am not using exactly the words, but he talks about you're going to first go through fr- the frustration stage. And that frustration stage is because everything is new to you. It takes uh, a new building of synapses in your mind. So it's, it's difficult. You want to give up. You want to go away and do something else because it's not easy. It's, it doesn't flow. And you're failing all the time with everything that you're trying to do. But he says to just push through it because it is actually going to be the shortest part of this four-part cycle. And don't get deterred. Push through the frustration cycle to move to the practical cycle. This is where you're actually going to be practicing and doing all that procedure and process we just talked about and getting um, to the point where it, you get some right and you still get some wrong, but you're not a, a total, total newbie where nothing is right. And if you keep on with the practice, then you'll get into the area of proficiency. And proficiency means that you're okay. You can you can make a go of this. You're not perfect, but it looks like you're doing it. You're having your first signs of success. And then from there, if you continue on, then you'll start moving into the area of becoming a practiced master. And that's where it gets into that uh, 10,000 hours range with Malcolm Gladwell talking about mastery and those types of things. But These are just the tips for how to get started to learn something. So be aware that you're going to have your frustration stage, then you'll move into your practice stage, and then you'll move into proficiency, okay? And then in our last few moments, I want to talk about this. This is very important. When I'm teaching people how to write a book or how to uh, market what they've produced, it is all of these things I've just talked about. This It seems like a sea of knowledge and it seems daunting. Um, but one of the things that I have had to encourage people to do is we have gotten you this far and you have gotten yourself this far by doing the work. One of the biggest areas for failure is finishing. A lot of people don't finish what they start. They will actually get to the point of being proficient and giving it a go. And then they'll stop. Now, it's too many reasons to list here in the the little time we have left. But I will say, be aware of that, that you need to finish. Even if you've lost interest, even if an uh, imposter syndrome comes, you need to finish what you start. And in order to do that, I'm going to say this, that there becomes a time when you want, when you're learning something, you want to finish it, but you want to finish it with a little bit of uh, as much proneness as you can. And that comes with polish. That comes with um, being able to go and start getting feedback from people Um if applicable about what you've learned uh, and being willing to accept correction and to tweak erroneous processes that you may have made and start to pick up the tricks and the tips of the trade. You'll start to learn um, the, the, the loopholes and the workarounds and the shortcuts that the pros use where you thought it was this way. The pros are like, oh no, you just do it like this. And because they have all those years of collaborative uh, work and coordination, they have been able to get to the point 
of doing it the best way with the least amount of effort. And yes, nobody's perfect and you might see some new ways to be innovative to make it better, good for you. But most of the time, that's not gonna be the case. So be willing to finish with polish. And as you start learning whatever it is, also remember the power of collaboration and coordination with others because collectively you can learn a lot. And so Don't think that you're necessarily out in the desert by yourself. Reach out and see if there are other people going on the same kind of learning journey as you. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiver, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.